<laughs> Greetings. How's everybody doing? I don't know why I always tend to laugh when I press play. And it's because I envision your beautiful faces and the wonderful conversations that I had with you. And you decided to give me a shot and listen to me for a few minutes. Now, I will let you know that I am not the best speaker. I am not Candace Owens. I am nowhere near Larry Elder, maybe not even Tyrus. And I never wanted to be. I never tried to be. I just wanted to be Ebony Republicans. So thank you for coming to the podcast. Guys, please t uh, take down our email, ebonyrepublicans at gmail. Republicans at gmail. Also, our cash app is Ebony Republicans. Cash app is Ebony Republicans. Monies and proceeds go to fund the uh, podcast along with the uh, charities that we have. Uh, our charities support law enforcement, children in Africa, and also support the work of those who are patriots and working hard to try to keep our country the way that it is. Obviously, we want to keep our bathrooms the same way, respectfully. We want to keep our children learning and working with the parents and teachers and school boards. We don't want to surrender our children to the school boards. We don't want to surrender our freedoms to just the government or to any sanctioning body whether it be the CDC or the historical revisionism of this and that and all this other kind of stuff. Guys, please check out my new book that I published. It is on Amazon. Uh, Kindle, yeah, $2.99. And paperback, $7.99, Amazon. Audible. Uh, I love Amazon. I'm in love with Amazon. They're a great company. Uh, I've had a chance to work for them, work with them. Uh, just probably the best company I've ever seen in my damn life. Love me some Amazon. I'm an Amazon guy. I do Amazon. I, oh, hey, man, ain't you Republican? Ain't you conservative? No, let's get it straight. I'm a conservative. That happens to be on the platform of the Republican for reasons of 1863-1864. I am an Abraham Lincoln Republican. I treasure and respect the Emancipation Proclamation, and I am still under that to this day. No, it is not exactly everything we wanted, but it was progress and it was step forward in the right direction. The party was also founded by black folks as well. So for all you ignorant persons to come up here talking about you some Republican fool, do you understand there's a lot of things that black people had their hand in, whether it's blues or jazz or politics, okay? And so everything that's in this country that we have, including that flag, is because black and whites came together to make it happen. So I am not uh, naive over here and, and breaking away from, you know, the black church and, and the Chitlin circuit and our chartered groups that are, you know, uh, just left wing. You know, that's not what's happening here. What we have is a young person that understands that this country, the Constitution, our founding forefathers are what we're going to be looking at. It is what we need to be modeling after. We just go kind of jump into Jesus and follow Jesus. I get that. But before you do that, you need to learn how to tie your shoe. You need to learn how to love your brothers and sisters.
You see what I'm saying? You need to learn how to wash your face and read so you can understand what Jesus taught. And that's the way I feel about the country. Before we can go out here and try to be free and do all these other kind of things, we want to be independent. We need to first understand our country, understand our law, understand our history. And that's not something that's happening in the black community because they want to keep themselves in power. So our own black people are working overtime and blaming it on the schools, blaming it on white folks. When your parents, your homes, they won't even go out and get a $6.99 or $1.20 copy of the Constitution to give to you and show you and talk to you about it. They don't talk to you about Black History Month. They don't celebrate Black History Month. They don't talk about Kwanzaa. They don't talk about Juneteenth. None of that. Most of, most of the black community, more than 75%, don't even mention these things. In some of the southern homes and other conscious homes, if you will, they do have these conversations about local elections and government and things of that nature, civic duties. But other than that, it is a complete blackout and shutout by our own parents, leaders, and, and, and presiding overseers, if you will, to keep us arrested under this development and just feeding us a left-wing narrative. Now, this book, Black Women Rings Around Saturn, again, it's on Audible. I like the Audible. Sister Tarza Walker, beautiful college uh, grad sister, beautiful alumni sister. She got, to, I, she got it and done it in damn near one take. Good, good sister, good sister, good sister. Good sister. Greetings, everybody. How are you doing today? I want to give a shout out to all my brothers and sisters here in the States. White, black, Chinese, Hispanic, all other Native American. We talk, we love everybody. Yes, we do. And this is the change. This is what God seen and what God put in our hearts and what God said he was going to do. God said, I can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to destroy the country, a country in which I put in place and I allow in order for certain things to take place and for the development of nations and tribes. To, to, to pull themselves out of the wilderness of ignorance and create a more perfect union. See, America is an experiment. And so most of the young people who don't know that think that America owed them something. See, I was trained and I was raised as a young man growing up in a left-wing country, excuse me, a left-wing uh, state as in New York, which New York, actually, I was kind of lucky because... In the 80s, New York had a bit of a conservative deal to it. We were all police. New York has always been all law enforcement. It used to be that way. We used to be clean streets. Listen, clean subways, manners. I grew up around Italian people. Can I tell y'all my story? Because, see, y'all be saying, this, this, this old nigga done got white. Come on, I hate when y'all do shit like that. Talk to me first before you even do that. Or at least listen for a second so you can understand what you're seeing here. I didn't come here to be nobody's uh, a nigger. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Let me just have me a sip here now. White folks, y'all don't get, get, get comfortable. This is a comedy show. Just like you want to see Cat Williams or anybody else or uh, Dave Chappelle, y'all get comfortable. Don't get mad at me. Dave Chappelle like white money. So does Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg. He up there making a show with Martha Stewart. Don't get mad at me. I damn sure I need me a white woman to make a show with or get on this here podcast with. Whatever makes the money. Money makes the world go round, fools. You need money to get gas. Huh? You need money to get the rents done paid. Y'all, y'all, let's bring it down a notch. Chris Rock gets slapped in the face at the Oscars. Now, I'm torn in between that. 
Because on one hand, I'm like, hmm, this is pretty interesting. And I love the fact, since we ain't got real shit happening no more, Michael Jackson and Prince and everybody dead and Aretha Franklin and, you know, Prince, the whole world and fucked up. We ain't got no good baseball, no good basketball, boxing ain't shit. You know, Jesus, Lord, the politicians is terrible. The fucking gas is high. Niggas is, I mean, come on. White niggas is sitting here stressing. They, they make money. White folks up here, they still got their job. They didn't get that twisted. They still got their house. These niggas sitting up in here. Come on, tell the truth. Y'all, damn, this shit is starting to become expensive. We got, we can't even walk the dog that many times. They are biting and them wilding. They had a video when Biden was saying that Mexican are rapists and he gonna get rid of them. They start going. See, they built the cages and said Trump did it. And they showed you him doing it. And they're the ones that want you in cages. This is a shame. Democrats only let you in the country so you can work at McDonald's. No, just, but your ass ain't getting nothing else, nigga. Sorry, not them to the left. Yeah, they let you behind in here. Yeah, come in here and fix these roads, nigga. But your black folks ain't gonna do it. Ever since the 60s, 60s done passed, they don't believe in going no military. Mm -mm. They don't want to be veterans anymore. They ain't trying to be the captain, chief of police, and shit like that. Is it their fault, or are the parents not raising them? The only thing we get in the black community, I'm telling you, is listen to your mother and go to school. That is our main mission statement. That is so unbalanced. And they've helped on the left to create that narrative by helping the fathers come out of the home. If you ever wonder why almost 80, 90% of black women of the older generation are just always so left-wing, always so, you know, Democrat, right? Brother, they give them penances, and then they go and take blood out of them. Every deal that black folks have made with the left have come back to haunt us, even when it looked nice, the affirmative actions. Remember in the beginning, look, it was nice. I, I was on welfare. We was on welfare. We had the paper food stamps, guys. Got that comedy album coming too, Clyde Yorkshire. <laughs> this is, I'm an expensive nigga, by the way. I'm so sorry. I'm an expensive nigga. So I don't get uncomfortable because I got investors up in here listening to me and developers. You know what I'm saying? I don't trip up because I got people who got properties all over. Listen, let me tell y'all something. I was born in Beth Israel, Mount Sinai. Just think about it. My mother is a strong college professor and a writer. And my mother's entire room is filled up with books. I came from a womb like that. My father is more of a religious, you know, old temptation kind of a guy. Just, you know, just, you know, he's him. I'll let him explain his own story. But I was born in Manhattan. Think about it. Grew up near Fifth Avenue. Grew up near Chelsea. Huh? Grew up near Midtown, Wall Street. Think of it. Grew up in Brooklyn, Queens, and the Bronx. Place where hip-hop got started. Just think about it. I moved to Texas. Lived in New Jersey. Been around at least 30-something states. Think of it. Listen. My family's reunion every year, we got one coming this July, the last one was amazing, is in Chesapeake, Virginia, where all of the elders and the young people come together 
and we have a good time and we enjoy our American privilege. Come on. Listen at this. So I'm blessed to go back to Africa as a real symbolic ritual of travel and peace and going to the point of returning back to common sense. Walk right back through the gates. Bam, here you go. On maritime admiralty seashores. And I got out and I learned a geographical lesson. And I began to understand that how I am blessed. Oh, how I am blessed. I began to gain a sense of seasoning where I wasn't just born in the bestest place in the galaxy. <laughs> you know, born in New York. You know, hear me? Sometimes I move down here, they be talking about, oh, there's some rich people down here in Texas. I know that shit. I believe you, Bay Paul. This is where that money is. But check this out. And you get around these white women's and white men's and everything and the, the style and the people and even the uppity Negro. Boy, they high class, but you ain't been around nothing like this. I said, family, I told you I was from New York. Spent time upstate. Lived upstate for like four years. Around some good white folks, bro. Farms and shit like that. Word to my mother. I'm trying to explain you my life. I didn't create my life. I'm trying to tell you. It was a white judge who allowed me to walk out of the courtroom from my drug charges around the time of the Supreme Team and John Gotti was in New York. Crime and mobsters and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? New Jack City shit in the 80s and the 90s. Look. So after leaving Africa, I was able to go to Germany, England, Amsterdam, even lived in Dubai for a little bit. As an expat, got me an ID from the Gulf states, and uh, I almost had a bank account. But uh, actually, I had a bank account open. I just didn't get a chance to use it. Actually, yeah, facts. Took my medical work and my blood work and uh, signed up just like everybody else and went to work. Got a paycheck. It's great. It's fantastic. But I came back and all that packaged in me. So I'm not moved when I'm talking to power or when I'm talking to less than having power. I can adapt and I can relate. And I'm talking to black men all over this nation. And the one unifying thing that we believe or we believe to this day is that left-wing politics have diminished and destroyed a good chunk of the black community by their policies. And I believe Dr. King, who said he was melancholy, when he was asked, why does he look that way? He said he feared he got into a burning house. And... After King, the party completely went left field. And they forgot about conservatism, like my grandmothers and grandmothers and grandmothers were. These were people who built financial districts. These were persons who had the highest rates of marriage and military service. 
became some of the first police officers, some of the first detectives and federal agents, conservative people, Republicans, good old-fashioned conservatives. As I said before, black persons helped to fund or start that party. Do your history. We go back before the Federalists and the Whig Party. This is the truth. So I stand up here and I see a divided nation that's fueled by our own fifth operating law-abiding body, the media. The fourth estate or fifth estate, whatever it is today. And they want to see the country burn by the way of their rhetoric and their policies. And they think that they're helping black folks by saying, here goes some bricks we paid for. We got them for you from Home Depot. Just go throw them to the building. Here's a map. Hi, I'm from Antifa. Here you go, young black man. Okay, if you can't read, I got this for you. So it means you turn down Main Street, go all the way down here to State Street, make that right, and right there, that'll be the federal building. And we got some Martell cocktails for you and everything else like that. We're going to help you because they, they, they fucked with George Floyd. The, the white man must pay. They they there say you sit there and say, wait a minute, they white and everything, they looking out for us. This is weird, you know. Hell I shit, give it to me. And if y'all busting Macy's, we're gonna make sure that we got cars around the whole facility so you can get away with your shit. You dig what I'm saying? Let's go get it. Let the bring the police down. It's all the police fault. All these here white folks, all these years, it's there. Let's get them. Get them. That's what's going on. And the people who's going along with this, they think that they're finally doing the work of the church. Listen at this. They're finally doing the will of the Democratic Party, of the black man. Bring chaos and rip things down and say God did it. The rapture came. This is the payback to Babylon. That's how messed up our brothers and sisters are. And most of them are the majority of key positions in this country. But they've got out of out of their out of out of line. Now, I don't care if you don't like what I'm about to say, but I'm gonna say it because that's the only thing I know how to say. I always tell black folks, don't get involved with white folks' business. You stay your ass out of it and, and look at the fucking butler. See, there's nothing wrong with knowing your place and your stat where you are in this country. And the reason that why we're in the condition we have, because we lost it. We think we can do without black men and fathers. That old filthy philosophy that they got the older generation of women's talking about on the left. All you need is Jesus. And it has hurt young black women who are trying to repair a relationship with young black men who feel in their heart and in their guts that this bitch is still out to get me. She's still on the Lyndon Bain Johnson trip. This chick still prefer benefits and handouts and help from the left and all these women and children crap. And, you know, this independent concept that no other woman in this structure on this planet would even think about following. They hear you and listen to you, he, 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 gaga, but they go home and they know it's China. It's Xi Jinping. They go home and it's, it's, it's Korea. It's Kim Jong-il. They go to Saudi Arabia, and it's the king, Ben Salman, the royal family, and, 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 and uh, the Emirates. Yo ass, 
black folk up here on this stupid ass narrative got us chasing behind a black woman that they created under their terms. Talking about she the one who did the work for Ida B. Wells. Talking about she's a Phoenix Chicago in modern times on the Democratic Party. No way. We got the destruction and the black kids that are out of control and the abortion rates that are out of control in the black community under this caucus and presiding overseer of a black group led by the left have created a toxic environment in a black community where we're being raised and bred and fed the poison of communism and socialism. We believe we are a victim before we even come out of the womb and the umbilical cord is cut. We never in our homes talk about black history, talk about the transatlantic slave trade or sharecropping. None of these things ever come up. And it's not because they're doing the good big will, will of the American state. No, they're doing the bids of the Democrats. Keep them as dumb as possible so they can't wonder what you're doing. How you're voting. How you're controlling them. And they get their Roland Martins and others who seem like they know what they're talking about. And all they're doing is pushing a left-wing agenda whatever college they graduated from, no, no matter how long they've been married. They're no Larry Elder. They're no Larry Elder. They're no Larry Elder. I didn't even like the guy because of the way I was raised. It took me about two or three years of listening to him to say, you know what, damn. He thinks the same way I do. He just look all, you know, stiff and whatnot. Got no flavor, I don't know if he know how to roller skate and what. But that's all right. Because I'm sure he does. He just gets it. So, guys, I didn't really come on here to say much. I didn't have anything planned. For this season, as we close out this season and get ready to get into our new season in our studio so we can have our guests and we can let them do all the talking and we can just sit here and have a little coffee and things like that and just go on and get it done. I don't like the way things are going in this country. And I know... A lot of white people, they go about their day and walking their dogs and paying their bills, going out on the weekends. And I know just like you know, you don't like the way things are going. You wish you could say more. You wish you could do more. You wish you can really get a chance to say what you really feel. You wish you can show them in some sort of way or fashion that it is the left. It is the media. The ones who actually poisoned us. You know, the media did more damage to Anderson Wilson. Listen, Anderson, what is it? Anderson Cooper? Who they got out there now? Don Lemon? Who else they got out there? You know, we oh, they, we getting them little by little. Don't worry about it. We see them. We see them. We see it, baby. Listen, let's finish. Listen. So, right now, what they're doing is they're using black leaders that even Tupac, when he was here, 
as crazy and reckless as he was, he was pissed off at the politicians. He didn't give a F. He had like a Malcolm X mentality. He didn't give a F about black leadership. And most of the young people in, in the community don't. We respect people like Minister Farrakhan and other little leaders and whatnot and Muhammad Ali's and whatnot. But when it really comes to really respecting a good old reverend and deacon and pastor, we don't have too many of them other than, I guess, the Jeremiah Wrights of the world who, you know, is on the fence. You know, he say the hell with Democrats, too, and sometimes the hell with Republicans. Joe Brown, I, I, I can mess with black folks like that. Because for the simple fact, they're not brainwashed. They know that there's more that is happening here than what the left is telling us. Okay? But I also believe that the longer we stay in this condition of ignorance, and Minister, Abu Elijah Muhammad said this. He said it is black deacons and reverends who's used to suppress the black community and keep what they say is the peace. See, on the other side of that spectrum, there's uproar and riots. That's why up until now, many of the Ku Klux Klan said, hey, we like what the Minister Farrakhan talking about. Separation. But a lot of people know that that's not the answer either. either. And for those of you who've been around the world, across the world, excuse me, as I have, you understand that black folks would have to start now if any that you wanted to sort of cone off for yourself some districts and whatnot, you you would have to you would have to get into development and construction and economy and ecosystem. There's so many things in order horticulture and finance. See, Roland Martin is just talking that old chitlin shit to you. Acting like he know what he's doing, got on some alumni shirts and whatnot, and professor this, this, this. Look at all them black folks they put up there. All of them left wing, supposedly Black folks they put up there. And they, they talk about they in a profession. You think we care about that? That's why ever since we've been out here, we've been listening to people like Michael Jackson, listening to people like Jay-Z and Peter Diddy. We don't fuck with y'all. We don't fuck about Condi. I like Condoleezza Rice, actually. But we don't go fuck about Barack either. Niggas is bullshitting you. They got the hip-hop community on the left to do that shit. Niggas ain't fucking with that nigga like Lil Wayne. You know, you know. You know, Ice Cube, I mean, we don't mean Snoop might be, that's something to them. Do that. Do what that left wing asked you to do. But we never knew who the fuck Obama was more than y'all niggas. You know what, oh, fucking Michelle, nigga. Nigga, half from Kenya, half from the niggas ain't know nothing about you, bro. Same thing with this other chick. She's a black leader now on the left. Look at this, though. What's her name? Kamala Harris. Come on, y'all. Don Lemon. Man, what an insult, bro. This is just... Disrespectful, bro. Disrespectful. Then on the side, sometimes they got TD Jakes. You know, they got a whole conglomerate. I'm looking at these cast of Fat Albert characters in a, the Black Caucus. Look at this. Cory Booker. Mm-mm-mm. Shame on them. Mm-mm-mm. Cory Booker. AOC. You just throw everybody in there as a black person now. Traditional African-American. This is a shame. And every single one of them is mixed with some other that got to do with African-American. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Make it right, guys. Make it right. <clears throat> Make it right. There's a lot of things happening. Again, we told you about Michael Avenatti. He's all screwed up. Still facing more and more time. 
Good Lord. Kim Fox. She's a character. I'll tell you what. I can see why most people got a headache. And they feel that this is the end-all, be-all. They got all these supposed African-American, educated, mainly black women from a few generations past prior. And they with the Democrats. And obviously, if you control the mothers, you control the children. And they think they got a slam dunk. Weaponize some institutions, some corporations, even the White House, plug the phones and whatnot. And you guys got it all figured out, you know? Take advantage of the uh, COVID, you know? Gain the momentum. Have some strenuous activities around the, the voting and the ballots and things like that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is a shame, isn't it? But I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm going to tell you a secret. You know... I stand on the shoulders of not my mother and father, or even those who came before them as their mother and father, but I stand on the shoulders of all the beautiful black people who've come to these shores in the Western Hemisphere, and their actions and their history and their records can never be topped by a few, you know, historically black HBCU college Negroes today in the Chitlin Circuit in the black church and NAACP. You're not going to tie in young generational black women into your nonsense. Neither black males. You're not going to tie in our ancestors who were Republican and who were conservative people into your democratic nonsense. You can have and take whatever black people that will go with you, but you will not rule us. It is a done deal, and the scepter have been passed. That time is here already. They don't know what to do with this. So the only time they feel like they can control the black community is stir up some mess, cause a riot, make it black and white, and the black community will fall back under the direction of the black church again and the black lawyers and alumni that they'll throw up there. This is how we handle this, guys. We got old Sharpton up here. Come on up here. This is what we're going to do. And that quick... We're back for another 10 years under this crazy radical rule. But not today, since there has been a thing of conscious young black people. In all shapes, forms, and fashions, they attack the church. Way of politics. I don't care if it's the Moors or the Hebrew Israelites. You need to take a look at these groups, guys. There is a real dissension amongst the ranks in the black community that is hooked, linked at the umbilical cord with the left side of doing things. And what is happening now is the community is realizing that these groups have their own agenda. And they come and intervene in politics and social matters when it's beneficial for them and their brand can be in the front of that. That's what's happened now. Helping black people is marketable now. To the LGBT community is marketable to Nike, to the NBA. And you still see the same structure that these groups who are helping you and funding you, the George Soros, they still are the most racist people. Because when people talk about racism in Texas, I be saying, yo, y'all must ain't been upstate in New York. 
Not to say them people up there is all racist and things like that, but if you're going to find some real racism, bro, you better go back to the original colonies, nigga. Take your ass to Jersey and see if you don't, you know, you better Rhode Island and shit, nigga. You're Boston, Massachusetts, you know. You don't know uh, racism. You think it's in the South. Y'all niggas forgot about the 13 colonies and the founding of this, uh, you know, things like that. Y'all, what? They must ain't been in Connecticut. Yo ass must ain't been to Yonkers. That's why I know y'all don't know shit. You see hip-hop in the park and niggas bebopping and monkey niggas dancing around with their gold chains on and shit like that. Every so often you see Harlem is transformed. It's not even there no more. A whole black strip like that and other places in the world because we're doing monkey shit now. The Democrats have got us by our testicles. And what we care about now is being an artist and having our own catalog and portfolio. I ain't mad at you. You can do whatever you want. All we care about now is getting some funding. All we care about now is getting some place to just live and survive and wear nice things. And we're not thinking about property and generational wealth and finances. That's not what we think about. That's not what we do. Yet we're going to go and blame everybody else for our circumstances. And we clearly see all of these neighborhoods in a black community, or I call it a heavily populated black area, because there ain't no damn community shit happening over there, but chicken stores, drugs, prostitution, church, and more bullshit. That's the only thing happening in our quote-unquote black communities and homelessness. Go to California, go to Detroit, go to New York. It is despicable. Indiana. Look, it's, it's terrible. Louisiana. New Orleans. We're running away with our own death. Right now, our own obituary. And blaming it on white folks. And your own leaders who are helping you to fund this idea of blaming white folks. Blaming the Arabs. Blaming Hispanics and illegals for your problems and troubles. Instead of saying, let me start working with communities and sitting down with other black folks at Starbucks and creating businesses, creating parks, cre creating educational facilities, creating agencies to help go out and search for young black folks and get them in the military, get them in uh, law enforcement programs, get them in college, go help them get a passport. That's not what you're interested in doing because that would be development of the black community. You're not interested in that. You want to keep us ignorant and keep us Christian. That's it. And this is no knock on Christianity or Jesus. But Jesus takes the place of civic duties. Jesus takes the place of love of country. They've got us believing that if you're Christian and you have the left-wing way of thinking, you're right. No, you're really left. You're mine. Don't have me out here rapping now because I got some lyrics and some punchlines. Some in you in. We got all that good stuff in there. Told you, I'm so sorry. I can't be Candace Owens. I love Candace. That's a good black woman. Like Uncle Rucker said, look, that's a black woman right there. I can get behind. That's a black woman I can follow. I can call her my commander in chief. I can honestly get behind Candace Owens. Honestly. I love the fire in that girl. I didn't like her the moment I heard her voice. But I said, I'm damn sure going to listen. On some Allen West shit. I said, I'm going to hear her. She talking my talk. We just different. I love to be in her presence, kid. What's up, Candace? 
Yeah, I'm a little different, Candace. I want you to know we still conservative, baby girl. Oh, this a straight up Republican. Promise you that. It's the one thing I will never change, bro. Under any circumstances, bro. I love being a Republican. Might get that shit tatted on myself. I ain't got no business doing that, but I just love it that much. I love the idea of being a Republican. I love the feel of it. It feels clean. It feels fresh. It feels American. It feels like I should have American bed sheets and garbage bags. Everything I can think about. Plates and cups and spoons. American flag on it. See, they don't like that kind of black man. You know why? Because you say, that's a nigga. That's a traitor. No, no, no. That's a nigga that's going to get You really going to run the bag up now. You really going to take advantage of the country now. We're going to be just like the Arabs, the Argentinians that bring their ass here, the Russians and Crimeans and motherfuckers like that. And they take advantage of America. The Mexicans, everybody, your goofy ass ain't got shit walking around eating out the Chinese restaurant and getting your nails done and going to get your morning donuts and shit like that. Fucking watching out for the police and shit like that. Still doing your same bullshit and your same jobs and your same reality. Nothing's happening for you. Yet you think that this is a winning course. We're fading away fast. And the country is, is going down too. See, y'all think the black community going down is just going to be on you. The whole world going to suffer for that one. Including white folks. That's why you see there's a lot of white folks from George Carline on down. Go check them out, guys. George Carline. Comedian. George Carline. People know that the reason why this country feels and smells so good because of good, hard-working black folks who always took showers, go back from the, from, the, from, the, from the 80s back and look, even though drugs was creeping in, how these people dressed, how they talked, how they treated education, how they looked at family, how they looked at service, respectable, okay? You can go back. I don't care if we was maids or whatnot. It don't, it don't matter our circumstance. We could have had reason to act a, a fool because of that condition, okay? We were a great people and still are. Great bus drivers, great pilots, Great engineers, great painters, black people have done man, um, marvelous things. And we are not a race of a party, the Democrats. I reject that idea. I reject it. And strongly. It is very disgusting to me. It's insulting to me that they do this to us. Try to act like we Democrats. You know. It pains me. I do not represent this mindset. I don't represent this ideology. You might ask, well, why did you not, why didn't you stay on the party? I didn't like all of the plasma clinics and abortion clinics that they wanted to go up in the black community. I felt it was unfair. Just like everybody got chicken stores and Popeye's somewhere in their community, you got 20 stores in, in one black community. Other people got one or maybe two. Three is overdoing it. Because of the population. But fine. I was, I mean, this is the kind of stuff I don't like. Everybody else got one or two liquor stores somewhere out, you know, maybe a third one somewhere. We got 19 of them shits in our community. Each one to continue again to keep us in a habitual, ignorant state. That's why you see all of the obesity. That's linked to the left. Democrats. This is their type of black community that they want. 
a somewhat of a working class, an underclass, a poor class, one who constantly need government, constantly need policies and funding, and will constantly vote for us because we'll constantly find a way to keep giving them this stuff and keep them in this condition and keep them in this idea and mindset and this feminist kind of, 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 of grip. And you got the women walking around talking about they, they're doing so well and they're graduating more than anybody else in the world and they got businesses and all that kind of stuff. Bro, listen, when you look at black women to this day, they are the lowest on the totem pole in every single stat that's out there from marriage to uh, childbirth they're the highest in abortions, you know, and, and organ trafficking and things like that. I mean, all kinds of things, guys, where the numbers is not what they think it is. They think that you are such an independent group of women who are leading the world and doing everything and getting things straightened out and whatnot. You're actually digressing. And yet other things are picking up like diabetes. And, and I mean, it, 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 this is terrible. Depression, earlier death now. Got the weight of the world on your shoulders now. Then you got to come back to the old man you came in chains with, slavery with, ain't it right? Look him in the eye. Sit there and tell him that you did not go overboard with the State Department and the, creating the welfare communistic state. You had nothing to do with that. Don't sit there. And don't expect the black man to ask you, is it okay? Do I have your permission? Let's get it notarized. Because after you finish lying and then you're going to tell the truth, I must ask you if it's possible to either have your mother or some other female, because I can't slap you. Because I, you know, if I slap the shit out you, you, you know, you know, because it's going to be from, from, from slavery times kind of slap. It's you know better than doing some shit like this here. And got all young women's uh, up here now fighting with black men and shit, and we calling them bitches and everything, for your fuck shit. And, and they're hiding your hand like you don't know what the fuck is going on. Further creating a havoc state. A failed state. Well, moving forward, <laughs> and moving right along, and thank you for pulling up today to this drive-in sort of a podcast at this moment. It's a it's a place where, you know, when, when you're working out on, on your bike and uh, you're working in the yard or on your acres and tractor or you're just, you know, on the road trucking and going to the next state or the next job or delivery, you can pop me in and just listen. Just listen. Just listen. This book that I wrote is fantastic. It's called Black Women, Rings Around Saturn. I'm going to say that again. Black Women, Rings Around Saturn. This is a book that everybody should read. I do go into talking about this relationship with the Democrats and this relationship with black women a little bit deeper into the destruction that it caused. Obviously, first you start off not knowing that, so you start off ignorant. And you think it's both parties who are the major blame for your major situations. And then again, you start to learn, no, it's only one party. It's the Republicans. The Democrats are our friends, and they have controlled our community 
And if we, as this younger generation, don't come to the conclusion as that and break the cycle and chains that they have around our mothers, who at some point created the single parent home initiative, which was for political gain. Some black women who testified and who did on documentaries and whatnot, when you type, just type in welfare state black women, it'll come up to not this generation, the generations previous, just one or two of them, who broke away from the traditional African-American way and the modern way, and they did a little segment, almost like a Judas type of a thing. Listen. And so these women, again, they testify how these left-wing groups would come in and they would say, hey, you know, guys, we want to basically, you know, help you as the woman and the children. If you would sort of get him out of the home, we would pay all your bills while you go to school or something like that. Vote for us and things like that. And you might say, well, hell, who the hell would throw something down like that? Black women? Sure. White women? Hispanic women? Uh-uh, I'm not giving up the black man who's been here with me in slavery, been here through sharecropping, been here through the Edmunds Pettus Bridge and whatnot, been here through civil rights, and all of a sudden I'm supposed to let him go for some benefits and some jobs and some community college? I don't think so. Hell, we had our own towns at some point. Own institution, a busing company. Fuck would I do some dumb shit like that? But it happened. Right? And we're still paying for those consequences today. But when the story is told, it just seems as if those black good men from that, those days really just did something and walked out and was chasing tail and white women and chasing the Spanish women and other black drunk women at the juke joint. That, that never happened. The Democrats literally put together policies that put those abortion clinics in there, that put those drugs in our community as well. It was allowed to go on under Reagan. People don't know that. And when Reagan actually got control of the military, listen, they were trying to ship shit overseas and get into it over some shit that had to be taking place, you know, because of Jimmy Carter and whatnot. You understand what I'm saying? But they had the military, the Democrats and everything like that, tied up in an internal drug war with black folks here. Listen, so when Reagan gets in, look, see, y'all y'all don't know the story. Y'all have me preaching out here. Listen. Reagan gets in. Look at Reaganomics. Look, this is where the drug lords and them reign because guess what Reagan did? They thought Reagan actually was helping to bring drugs in the community. That's not true. I'm going to tell you the real story. Just like when Bush got in, Bush didn't plan this with the towers. Bill Clinton has been watching Osama bin Laden and he could have killed him and took care of business with this and we wouldn't even had to get sales team with Obama and all this other stuff. Look, and then it came right back to Obama. But just let me just tell you real quick how this happened. Look, so in Reagan day and the same thing happened with Nixon. They did Nixon dirty. When he got in there, they already had the scheme going. You did the broke into the Democrat shit. Pay attention to the game. Listen, my grandma told me the whole story. Look, when Reagan get in there, right? He was saying, F this shit like he's doing right now. Look, this was with Russia. Think of it. Look, and we in Russia right now. I'm telling you the story. He said, yo, forget this shit with Russia and overseas shit. He lacked on that. He was fo fo focusing on this drug war and then breaking down the black community. And they was functioning on, like, basically um, domestic violence shit like that. It was, like, military and shit like that. Still from the days of, like, the 60s and whatnot, like, Okay, well, we got to keep 
the police in here and the military here and the military here so they can go to school and all that kind of shit. They was trying to like resurrect that type of shit. Listen, so the military wasn't overseas doing shit. You know what I'm saying? And holding down. So the rest of the world overseas was doing their thing, man. Fucking invading shit, tripping out like they're doing right now with Biden. Listen, so boom, when Reagan gets up in there, you already got this drug shit that's taking the military, bringing drugs in the black community. They just, the Democrats just keeping us with everything we need. Here you go. Here you go to coke. The boom, boom, boom. Reagan gets in and that nigga stops that shit. Investigations come out. He hold that whole bitch. Basically show the media everybody's involved with. They don't tell you that story. Listen. So he takes the military and he immediately gets at uh, uh, Russia and, uh, and they take the fight from domestically back to uh, 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 global. So now we out there and Reagan holding the world down now. And the black community is thriving as Jay-Z because the drug dealers now didn't have the same uh, 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 clips and pressure on them as they had went under Jimmy Carter. So, oh God, that's where the 80s came in. And the dope boys with the rain, the chains on, they stopped policing the black community as much under Reagan. And so they thought Reagan was down with the shit. No, it wasn't good for his public image. He was this conservative, good white, black, uh, good white man. Refine, refining white thought. We rich. We, we give to charity. We, we, we fucks with black people. We ain't giving them shit on no fucking public shit. But y'all niggas can get some business. Don't go a fuck about that. Y'all niggas can go and run for this and that. We not gonna fund you on no democratic shit. So if you don't wanna fuck with us, what can I do for you? But I'm telling you under my administration, nigga, you can open up a barbershop, nigga. Like Trump said. I'll give you your own shit. Do your own thing. But we're not gonna... Fund you so you can stay on our party like they've been doing you, keeping you roped up. Y'all can't survive if the Democrats don't give you more of them food stamps. Y'all ain't gonna survive if they don't give you more financial aid and shit like that. Instead of giving you a lump sum of fucking money, write your budget correctly and fix your own fucking black community like the Ethiopians do when they get here. Like the Mexicans do. Them motherfuckers can build their fucking self. Talking about we need a white man to come in and like bringing in the whole international construction team and fix the fucking black community. Y'all niggas is psycho. Black men has always been skillful and masonic. Know how to be a bricklayer. Y'all don't want to turn them into feminine. Quick, give me my coffee and drink and let me get out of here because I got to get my hair and nails done and I don't give a shit about the world what they think about it. That's all you want black men to be on some stupid, goofy shit. Here, put this dress on and go parade yourself out there like an idiot. Instead of, why don't you put on a military show and show a reformed, good, strong black man as the chief of police, the commander, the, the, the chief joint chiefs of staff. Show the black man correctly. Sergeant, lieutenant, so-and-so, officer, so-and-so. Put some respect on our name. Trying to make us into a damn hairdresser style. Nigga, please. I come up before Candace. Cause she's gonna hit this out the park. And she got the language. I could if I want to, but you know that's why I do what I do. Cause we got to tell it the way it's got to be told. Look, guys, please check out our new book, Black Women Rings Around Saturn. Black Women Rings Around Saturn. It's again, it's on Kindle, Amazon, Audible. It's a great book, 164 pages, 163 pages, 
it's a quick read, but the first time and the first 10 pages, you're going to say, uh-oh, I got a textbook in my hand. Let me back up again and read these pages again and finish out the book. Because when you understand the book in the beginning, as a young man, I'm skeptical about white people until I get into the workplace, until I get out into the world, into the public, and into life, and then I have my own experiences, and then my real mind starts to take in, almost like your real teeth or your you know, your real height or whatever that's you're gonna be for from now on. Once that sets in, you you know, you kinda start to now be able to fill out things and understand things more better. And that's what happened to me. And um I, I'm very passionate about fixing the problem that I know the black community is in because I want to help them. Because this is a group that had, over a period of time, a lot of charlatans, a lot of quick pyramid scheme black folk. They've used the church. They've, they've used chartered groups. They've used a platform. They've used our own history to prop themselves up and get us behind them because of the things that they're speaking. And then they take us in a direction that is not beneficial and is not going to help us. And it's not going to help the world and help anybody. This is why I propose to pass legislation that would quickly remedy these problems all while keeping our economy and ecosystem running. And, uh, you know, I guess keeping an eye out for global warming, if any, that that's what's going on. But honestly, I believe that there's a lot more other things that are happening that is way more important than this idea of global warming. And again, lack of knowledge is what people use or take advantage of to create context, con concepts like global warming. Because if, a, if people thinking that this is the first time in history where technology was just like this, you know, and, you know, now you could say that we've actually taken things to another level. That doesn't mean we have actually been the people in history who've done the craziest and best type of technology and way of living. That's not true. Ours, a lot of a lot of things that we got, we saying shit, we can live without it, but damn, it's hard to live without with it. Whether it's oil for the things you fry, shit, it's hard for us to live without that, but we know damn well we don't need it. The television, another thing. We love our damn television. We know all of the bad shit that happened. A lot of times we see it on television or learned it from television. Come on. We love Hollywood, but at the same time, Hollywood has been out of control. You see what I'm saying? So most of the things that we've been having in our life, and that's why this was a conservative country mainly, lean right, because we've always agreed no matter what color we were, what ethnicity we were, what is our background, what is our religious belief, we all agreed that our children doesn't need to know about sex while they're children. Our children don't need to be confused about their sexuality and having pushed on them through their schools and other communities rainbow ideas and unicorns like they're basically take getting your children ready to start to talk about the lgbt community all over the world they never prepped us to talk about african-american history or even jewish history all of a sudden even though we got all of that stuff by the way bits and pieces some states and things like that more than others but look at this 
there was a moment in time where I had to stop because everything that was surrounding my child, and I didn't even notice it, was LGBTQ. From the cereal box to the gifts that was given to her by her school. And the clothing that I was buying her out of some of these stores all had uh, uh, surrounded the idea of LGBTQ. I had to pull my child out of it. I'm not going to let a, a, a nation of things or a group of things surround my child in front of me. Show me that what it's doing and let me let my child go through this. It's not going to happen. And that's what's happening in Florida. That's what's happening around the world. Parents and professional people and politicians and religious leaders are waking up saying, wait a minute. Uh-uh. No, no, and then no again. No. No. And I'm going to end with a prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, the Jesus that was in the time of Prophet Muhammad, Nicodemus, and all of these people, some even said Buddha, Lord, Yahshua, Jehovah, I want to thank you for putting into our hearts, no matter our color, our age, or our persuasion, politics, and social matters, that we can agree on one thing, that God is good, that you're merciful, and you give us an opportunity to repent and grow to a proper understanding of things. Father, this country is divided because of some wicked principles and ideas that have come up to destroy the fathers and to destroy the economy and to destroy the homes and the parental guidance and the guardrails that we have up on our broadcasts and, and, and radio stations. Just let everything go freely. Well, that's not the Christian, Judeo-Christian place that we're used to. So, Father, be with everybody as they're listening and as they go about in their own ways and they take care of their families. Father, we all want the same things. We just want to have a, a nice life and take care of our family and have some dignity and work hard for the things that we uh, leave to our family generationally. So, again, please be with us. Father, bless this country, bless that American flag, bless the heart of our leaders to continue to fight and our people to come together of all races, come together and pray together, hold hands together. We're living in a very wicked time where we're not fighting against color. We're fighting against wickedness of the highest order. We are, we're fighting against division of the highest order. We're fighting against violence and hate, and that is not the way. That is not the way. So, Father, please put it into our hearts to come together and network and, and, and again, build a more perfect union and continue to follow the principles of the Constitution and of our forefathers who are imperfect men, just like everybody who even wrote the Bible, but their idea of what was right was here. That's what we use in times of despair. When we were facing not being free, we used that Constitution. And it made everything right. So we want to say thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.